Let's pray. Open us, O oh God, to your amazing grace, to your spirit of love in this very room, and to whatever you might want to say to us this morning through your holy word. In Christ we pray. Amen. So most uh, sermons that, that Clover and I give are focused on a particular aspect of faith, generosity or grace or some social issue like poverty or racism. We do this hoping to bring the wisdom of faith to bear on the world that we live in to provide you something helpful as you navigate this world. But there will be none of that this morning. As I mentioned two weeks ago, with only a handful of preaching opportunities left, I'm feeling an urgency to say what I think is most important about the spiritual path. And today, I want to step back to look not at the trees, but at the forest. And instead of any particular issue, to reflect instead on why we do all of this in the first place. I want to ask the question, what is the point of religion? And I'd like to start, not surprisingly, with the word itself. Now, we don't know for sure where the word religion comes from, but there are some theories, and my favorite is that religion comes from the combination of the prefix re, meaning again, and the Latin ligare, which means to join together. So ligare is the same root that gives us ligament, that connective tissue that joins our bones together. And if this is true, it tells us a few things. First, it suggests that religion is more verb than noun, something we do more than we believe. Second, that prefix re, suggests that whatever it is that we are doing, maybe we've done it before. Maybe we'll have to do it again. More on that later. And third, it leaves us with this enticing question of what exactly it is that religion joins together. In our scripture today, Jesus is basically asked that question, what is the point of religion? Which commandment is the greatest, they asked. And he answered with the words that will be familiar to many of you, love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, Jesus' answer has three characters in that story, right? One's self, one's neighbor, and one's God. And the important thing, it's clear, is the relationship between them, the love between them. Everything else, everything else in the whole of the Jewish law, Jesus says, hangs on the connective tissue that joins those three characters. So let's look at them each in turn. In religion, there is the idea that we don't automatically know ourselves not our true selves, not our child of God 
selves, our unconditionally loved, born in the image of, radiant light of the world selves. And so the first point of religion, I think, is to rejoin us to that person. Which doesn't seem like it should be all that hard. After all, we are the one person we are always with. No no doodle poll needed to figure out when we can connect. And yet most of us don't know ourselves very well, do we? First of all, the world is happy to distract us. And if we're honest, we are happy to be distracted. Because we're not too sure our true self really is an unconditionally loved, born in the image of, radiant light of the world, are we? We have a worrisome suspicion that God may have skipped us. Maybe there was a problem on the assembly line. Quality control took a smoke break when we came down the line. So it's better, we think, to stay on the surface of things. But if we're not careful, we will live our whole lives on our circumference rather than from our center and be unable to really connect with others deeply because we have not connected with ourselves deeply. So how does one do that? Well, I told you this is not a sermon on a particular issue, so I don't want to say too much lest it become helpful. (laughs) But I will give you the advice that I give myself all the time. To slow down. To slow way down. Not in every situation, of course. I know sometimes the world needs us to move fast, but a lot of times it really doesn't. Times when we could slow way down and turn our attention instead to our own inner workings, our own inner world, observe how we react to things see what we really think of things, feel what we're really afraid of, be surprised by what really makes us happy, or just rest in the stillness that's beneath all of that. See, our our deepest self, our soul, I think is is a bit like a deer in the woods. And if we want to catch a glimpse of that deer, if we want that deer to come out from behind the trees, perhaps even eat out of our hand, we are going to have to become very patient, very gentle, and very quiet, which I know is quite a challenge in our world today. It is not easy to be religious, to resist the pressure from both the world and from our own ego-driven selves to stay busy all of the time. But that is the religious path. And in some ways, the most difficult point of religion is to rejoin, to religare us to ourselves. The second point of religion, I think, is to join our authentic self to the authentic selves of others. 
or as Jesus said, to love our neighbors. And we probably think most of the time of loving our neighbors as, as doing things, right? good deeds, being generous, offering hospitality, which are all so important and so beautiful. But loving our neighbor religiously is, I think, more about seeing than doing. It's about our soul seeing the soul of the other, seeing the truth that they are an unconditionally loved, born in the image of radiant light of the world, even when they can't see it. It is interesting that Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself. He does not say to love them as much as you love yourself or as if they were yourself, just as yourself. And I know this may sound a little woo-woo, but I've started to play with the idea that maybe Jesus isn't being metaphorical. What if at the deepest level of reality, we really are one? Joined beneath the surface of things like aspen trees. I know it doesn't often feel that way. And I know a lot of our fellow aspen trees aren't behaving very well. But still, what if it's true? And what if it's possible to walk through this world knowing this, feeling this, with less and less a sense of being an isolated, separate, solitary me, and more and more to have a sense of collective consciousness, what Paul called the body of Christ, a sense of we. The beauty of it is that doing so relieves us from so much of the pressure of being completely on our own, which usually leads us to thinking too much about ourselves, and it raises the standing of everyone else about whom we tend to think too little of. And this, I think, is the second point of religion, to help us begin to feel rejoined at a spiritual level with everyone else around us to help us to love our neighbor as ourself. And finally, the third point of religion, and maybe, most, maybe after all the main point, is to rejoin us with God, right? To love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? To love God with such completeness, such fullness. But really, how does one love an unfathomable mystery? You can't give it a hug. You can't wash its car for it. Loving ourselves is hard enough. Loving others, even harder. But how do you love something that is ultimately a complete mystery to us? Well, maybe religion is here to help us to love the mystery itself. 
You know, our days are so often spent on such small things, many of them necessary, many of them not, but almost all of them small, relative at least to the magnitude of what is going on around us. You've seen the images from the James Webb Telescope. You know all about quantum entanglement. So you know this universe is much stranger and more magnificent than we ever imagined. And yet we drift through our days lost in our own melodrama of diversions when we should be walking around most days with our jaw dropped, at least a smile. Awe and wonder should be our regular companions And are they not their own expression of love? So full of gratitude and humility and reverence, awe and wonder. When we feel them, when we hear a songbird in the morning, or we're we're standing on the top of a 14er looking out, or we suddenly just become so aware of the grace that we are alive, Is it not with our whole heart and our whole soul and our whole mind that we are taken? So surely one of the points of religion is to help us to fall in love with this mystery around us. And if I could go on for just one more moment, a final word, not about ligare, but about that re at the beginning. Why, we ask, is it called religion? Is it possible that it's because this work of joining ourselves, others, and God is really a rejoining? That loving ourselves, others, and God is something that we already know somehow how to do. This territory is somewhere we have already been. I don't know quite what I mean when I say this. But I have the sense that religion is a form of remembering. And if that's true, then it means that we can trust that we already have everything that we need. We already know everything we need to know. And we already are everything that we will ever need to be. It also means that not only was this sermon of questionable helpfulness, you already knew all of it anyway. (laughs) Amen.